Hey, John here. Today, I want to talk about an approach to keyword research I started doing recently, and I coined it the microscope keyword research method. It's nothing really fancy, but one unique aspect of it is that it doesn't rely or require any keyword research software or tools. Okay, so it's almost like this really liberating step when you're within your niche and you've gone so deep in the niche, you, you know what people want. Uh, to look for and they want to learn about and so forth. Well, I, I'm at that stage with a couple of my niche sites. One I've had now for seven plus years, the other uh, about 18 months. But it also helps that I've been doing this with a lot of sites for quite a, quite a number of years. So, you know, it, it's sort of like the last step, right? So this is not required process for any new site you're, you're starting or need to do in order to grow a site. Keyword research tools and software are super, super helpful. I'm not giving them up. I'm not canceling my Ahrefs subscription. I'm going to keep that, of course, because it is super helpful. And in fact, I find it can be helpful to sort of move me toward a certain direction or angle within a niche. And from there, I can do what I'm going to talk about today. And that is the microscope keyword method. Okay. So basically it's like this, what you really want to do is you want to really zone in into deep, deep, deep into whatever niche you're, you're covering on your website. So I'm going to return to the niche example of vehicles. Okay. And we're going to have a zone in topic of pickup trucks, right? So from there, you can apply a personal angle or not. Okay. So what I mean by that is I own a Toyota Tundra. Okay. So I don't actually have a site on Toyota Tundras or anything. Once in a while, I mention it on some sites, but it's not a niche I'm really into. But I do have a Toyota Tundra. So that would be my personal angle if I did have a site about vehicles and then about Tundras. Okay. So that means, but you don't have to do that. You could keep it more general to just pick up trucks generally. Okay. So, so then we're going to zone in on the micro topic. And I touched on this in a previous episode, and that is hauling snowmobiles with a Tundra. That's a pretty specific topic when we're talking about pickup trucks, right? So we more general would be hauling snowmobiles with a pickup truck. If you're going to want to get really specific and zone in on your Tundra audience, which is fairly large, would be hauling snowmobiles with a Tundra. If you have a Ford F-150, that's even better because uh, way more of those are sold than tundras. Anyways, that's an aside. Okay. So you zone in on that. So we're into this topic. Now you could approach this with just one big general catch-all guide on hauling snowmobiles with a pickup truck. Okay. It'd be pretty long. It'd be pretty in-depth and it would certainly help if you have experience actually hauling a snowmobile with a pickup truck. Now I have the pickup truck, but I don't have a snowmobile, so I've never done it. So in a way that the advantage of, of that from my perspective is, is I have a lot of questions, right? I'm like putting myself in the shoes of someone. Let's see, I, I got the snowmobile sitting on my driveway or wherever you, you store these things, and, which is another good question, right? Where, where do you store a snowmobile? Okay. But <laughs> I just thought of that and I need to get it in a truck and I'm going to take my truck somewhere where I can use it. There's a, you know, there, there's a million questions I have. Okay. And here's just, I think 12 or so I came up the top of my head Within five minutes of just actually thinking about the process that I have to deal with the snowmobile and move it somewhere with my pickup truck and go use it somewhere where there's snow. Okay, so, you know, question number one, is it best to tow a snowmobile on a trailer or haul it in the truck bed? I don't know. I don't know what's better. Should I get a trailer? 
what is the best way to secure a snowmobile in the pickup truck? I mean, I wouldn't even know how to do that. Do they even have special ties for that? Can you use regular bungee cords? I don't know. How, how far is it going to stick out the back of the pickup truck? Is that dangerous? Uh, how do I load and unload the snowmobile into and out of the pickup truck? Should I put anything under the snowmobile to protect the actual truck bed itself? Or can you just dump it right on there? Uh, should you load the front or the rear end of a snowmobile in the pickup truck first? I mean, I don't know. Do you back it in? Do you drive it in forward? I have no idea. Can I haul a snowmobile on a pickup truck that has a, a tonneau cover, kind of a covering that you drops down? I, I don't know. I have a tonneau cover. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And basically it kind of folds up and then it kind of sticks up. But is that going to be a problem with a snowmobile? I don't know. How much does a snowmobile stick out from the back? I already mentioned that. Is it possible to get two snowmobiles in a pickup truck if you have like a big rack of some sort? It, or is it, would that be too heavy? Would that be too top heavy? I don't know, but it's an interesting question. Do I need to drive with four wheel drive on at all times when hauling a snowmobile or two, two wheel drive work? Will a snowmobile fit in a smaller midsize pickup or do I need a full size like the Tundra or the F-150? Will my truck insurance cover the snowmobile while hauling it from in an accident? And can a pickup truck haul a snowmobile in deep snow? Or do you need chains? Okay. That's just like the tip of the iceberg. These are just like within five minutes I came up with somebody's trying to think about hauling a snowmobile, right? Because it seems like it's a pretty complex operation, right? Sort of the same concept of towing a boat. Uh, so this is what you do and you can do this. I mean, like this is just one very, very specific micro topic within a large, large niche. And you start thinking about your niche site like this. Not only are you going to be publishing in clusters, if we publish all 12 of those articles and interlink them and then tied them into an article, maybe generally or introducing the concept of pickup trucks and, and hauling snowmobiles, that's going to be a very, very powerful cluster of content that can, uh, demonstrate a high level of expertise about it. Now, here's the question, right? Let's say you've never actually hauled a snowmobile or a pickup truck, but maybe don't even own a pickup truck or a snowmobile. How are you going to get that written? Because there's no way you're going to actually be able to do a pretty good job with it. Like I own the pickup truck. I don't have the snowmobile. So I, I have no idea, which, which explains why I can come up with a lot of questions about it. But I can't write about it. So in this case, you, you almost really have no choice but to hire somebody who's done it. And unfortunately, there's probably a lot of people out there who have done it, right? Snowmobile is pretty popular. Pickup trucks are insanely popular. There's got bound to be people out there in the freelance world writing who will pick up articles if you're willing to pay enough to write about their expertise of hauling a snowmobile with a truck. And, and I say expertise very, very tongue in cheek because I mean, they only really have had to do it once, twice, or three times to be able to know infinitely more than you if you've never done it, right? It's not like you got to go get a degree in this stuff. They just have had to do it, right? So you could use a, a service like Writer Access, which is which is what I use a lot when I need these really specific um, articles written by people with a certain amount of expertise if I don't have the expertise. And you can put out what's a casting call and you can invite people to apply. And basically you can make it a prerequisite that, hey, you've, you, you must have, you must have a pickup truck and a snowmobile and have hauled the snowmobile on the pickup truck. That's it. That's the prerequisite, right? You're obviously going to hope that they write well and, you know, that they're going to be able to put together good articles for you, but they really need that experience. Now they don't necessarily have to own both. Maybe they did in the past or whatever, but they have to have that experience. Okay. So you could set that out. So let's say you do find somebody that maybe you get two or three people that apply that have had that experience and that's pretty cool. So I wouldn't 
like order all 12 articles with one person on the, as soon as they apply, I would start with one article because just because they have the experience of doing this doesn't mean they know how to write well. It doesn't mean they're going to provide you a really good article. So you want always want to tread carefully. I always tread carefully because I placed big orders in the past and, you know, it comes back and there's just no, there's no saving it. It's just garbage and I can't really deal with it. And in some cases I've been able to like let go of writers and, and get that money back, especially with a platform like writer access are pretty cool, but you know, it's just prudent and saves everybody a lot of hassle. If you just order one right out of the gate. So, um, I do recommend if you're going to try this approach and, and you can really, I mean, it, you know, doing the, what I call the microscope keyword method, I, I come up with the terms more tongue in cheek and than any, anything else. But, um, you know, you know, this is not like mutually exclusive with keyword research tools. You use both, right? I mean, the whole point here is just coming up with more and more topics. So don't think it's like, oh, now John's saying keyword research tools, garbage, they don't work. No, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying this is another approach to it. And in fact, you know, I love keyword research tools. I've used so many. I, I like Ahrefs quite a bit. I find that very, very good. But they are they are like the tail wagging the dog because the you know in order for them to to come up with keywords with any sort of search volume or be included in the database it already has to have have to been a keyword it has to be out there registered as a keyword which means chances are another site's already covered it right it's not it's not uncharted keyword territory and so if you're going to try to come up with keywords that aren't covered by anybody out there. And there's a lot of searches out there that, don't, that aren't registered in Ahrefs and SCMrush and, and other keyword research tools. You know, you're going to have to come up with the topics yourself. And this is a really easy, quick, cheap way to do that. And I think if you actually apply this, because I get a lot of people emailing me, it's like, well, Ahrefs is, is too expensive. Can you recommend anything else? And unfortunately, because I don't use anything else, no, I can't. Um, but I do recognize that Ahrefs is expensive. If I were getting, st I didn't subscribe to Ahrefs for years and years when I got into this business, just because largely it was, it was, it's like a hundred bucks a month US. I'm in Canada. So it's like 130 bucks to me. That's a lot of money when you're not really making any money. So, you know, I, I put it off and I totally get that people wouldn't want to do it. So here's an, an opportunity to come up with keywords. If you don't have money for keyword research tools, fortunately, there are some good free ones out there. I do like the the keyword shitter uh, com. I think he calls it Sheeter now. Sheeter com. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Anyway, that one's uh, quite good, and I think there are some others you could you can use. And I think they're good for starting points to move you in a particular direction. But when you really really zone in on a particular micro topic within your niche, that's when you know turn your turn your curiosity cap on and start asking questions. Start put yourself in the position, whatever it is, whether it's a a, a food topic about a particular food. Imagine you're trying to cook a recipe with this sort of thing, and it can help if you don't know anything about it. Uh, that's not going to help you write it, but it'll help you come up with the topics. And lastly, if you are going to approach this, uh, I know it helps to come up with topics if you're not really that don't have the experience for it or have the item or product line or whatever. But you know, if if you are going to actually write the content yourself, it really helps to pick something that you actually have done or have, or have experience with, and you be the expert, okay? Unfortunately, there's just so much stuff out there that, I mean, you could just go out and do it, and then you'll have that experience, or hopefully that's something that you've done. Like, for instance, I've towed a boat, right? So I know what's involved with towing a boat. Now, I'm not the world's greatest 
truck driver with trailers and all that, but I've done it and I know what's involved and I could come up with a lot of questions about it and I would be able to answer quite a few of those questions because I've done it. I, I grew up that we had a boat, small boat, like motorboat, and, you know, I've driven boats since then. So, you know, that's it. I'm still not particularly good at it, but <laughs> I've done it and I could write about it. Thanks for listening.